Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Who Dat Dish podcast. It has been a little bit since we've talked to you guys. We hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving, a very productive Black Friday, and of course, we hope that you were able to witness the Saints beat down on the rival Atlanta Falcons on Thanksgiving to cap off your night. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. This is the Who Dat Dish podcast. We are part of the Fan Side Network, bringing you everything New Orleans Saints. That includes news, analysis, opinions, fantastic guests. Uh, for this episode, we're right in just with the original crew, the three guys. First up of those three guys, of course, is uh, the good man Charlie over there. You can follow him on Twitter, at St. Charlie. Charlie, hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving. How you doing today, man? Yeah, man. Uh, doing good. Um, hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Um, feels good to be back in the saddle. I know we've uh, we've been rotating episodes. I was out a couple weeks ago. Um, but I'm excited, man. This is uh awesome game to break down and then a fun game to talk about. <clears throat> Tyler, what's going on, dude? It's funny first you mentioned saddles because we're gonna be taking a big saddle away from Dallas when we beat him down in Dallas uh, tonight. <laughs> but I'm good, man. I had a great Thanksgiving. I know you guys did too. We're back. The the boys are back in town. Yeah. So it's gonna be an awesome, a huge episode we've got going on for you guys today. But yeah. It'll be a fun one, that's for sure. I know uh, everybody's really excited for the game coming up tonight, which we'll get to in the second half of this podcast. Stephen A. Smith uh, is really the highlight of Twitter right now, showing up in Dallas, decked out in a Drew Brees jersey, wearing a Cowboys top hat, (laughs) uh, and just, uh, you know, trolling those Cowboys fans down there. He has a lot of confidence in the Saints, uh, beating down on the Cowboys, as do a lot of other people. So, But we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. But let's just jump into uh, the two games that we missed, we weren't able to talk about over our little uh, break. Of course, the Saints were able to dominate two really impressive teams. Uh, Eagles, uh, I mean, I mean, both teams' records don't really reflect how, how good they are on paper, personnel-wise, but the Saints were able to handle both teams. The Eagles, they won at home 48-7, to and they, of course, beat the Falcons on Thanksgiving evening 31-17, to also at home. So they sweep the season series for the Falcons. They defeat the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles. Both games in dominating fashion. Um, let's jump into some stats too, because, uh, Drew Brees has just been absolutely incredible as has the defense, uh, which MVP. is MVP for Drew Brees. And, and, and the defense has been incredibly impressive. Drew Brees uh, against the Eagles, 22 of 30 for 363 yards. That's an average of 12.1 passes, uh, uh, per completion, meaning pretty much every pass Drew Brees threw was a first down essentially is what, is what that is. Four passing touchdowns. Uh, wasn't sacked once, didn't throw a pick. His QBR out of 100 was 97.4. His quarterback rating out of 153.8 was 153.2. Absolutely fantastic. Taysom Hill, one of two. He had 10 yards. Uh, pretty nice completion there. And rushing, Mark Ingram carried the load for the most part with 16 carries, 103 yards. He had two touchdowns as well. Alvin Kamara added in 13 carries for 71 yards himself on top of uh, one reception for 37 yards. He was only targeted once that whole game uh, out of the backfield in terms of passing, but uh, he he made it count for that one reception. Um, Other than that, nobody else really rushed for the Saints other than Hill carried the ball three times. Traquan Smith had the breakout game. Uh, against the Eagles. Uh, 10 -hmm. catches, 157 yards. He had a touchdown. Uh, He sat out against uh, Atlanta, I believe, uh, because of the uh, toe injury, but it sounds like he's going to be active against Dallas. Michael Thomas added in four receptions for 92 yards himself, including that uh, uh, touchdown he had against the Eagles. And uh, uh, Keith Kirkwood coming in, uh, three receptions, 33 yards, making a name of himself. Uh, Happy to see the young man out there. 
Uh, Marshawn Lattimore led the team in tackles with four. That was a better game for him. Uh, Demario Davis, Tyler Davidson, Alex Anzalone, and Von Bell also uh, added in three tackles apiece. Uh, and then Craig Robertson, Alex Okafor, and Sheldon Rankins contributed to sacks. Uh, they each had one total of three, of course, for the team. And Chris Banjo, Mr. Banjo, two picks. Uh, love seeing Chris Banjo. Of course, special teams, uh, uh, almost MVP for us. I mean, he, he's always flying around on the field for special teams. Gets an opportunity to play safety in the game. Gets two picks against Carson Wentz. Uh, great stuff. And Marshawn Lattimore also had an interception, which was fantastic. So, uh, yeah, let's just, let's just talk about that game real quick, guys. Uh, uh, what do you think? Dominating fashion made Carson Wentz look uh, not like himself at all, uh, but it seems like the Eagles have also been struggling for a lot of this season. Uh, but what would you guys think of the Saints' performance overall? Is it more so, obviously they dominated, but give more credit to the Saints playing their best game, or does some of that uh, dominance have to do with the Eagles being being a little bit off this season? You can go first, Charlie, if you want, man. Uh, I'd say both. I mean, <clears throat> I was out of the country during that game, and I kept trying to, yeah, I kept trying to find a stream, and I finally found a stream uh, hey. online. But it was like it was so late, man. The game didn't start until eleven thirty my time. Wow. Aww. And like, I I stayed up and watched the whole thing, but I was so tired. I was like, I was kind of drunk, and mm. uh, so I went back and rewatched the game. And I thought the Saints put together probably one of their more complete games against a team that's really struggling. I mean, yeah. Carson Wentz is definitely not himself. And I actually saw somewhere, I wish I had the article in front of me, where he may not even be 100% yet from his knee. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And and I can, I mean, you can kind of see that. He's a little hesitant. And the Eagles have no one in their secondary. I mean, their entire secondary, outside of Malcolm Jenkins, who uh, got fined for flipping Sean Payton the bird, mm-hmm. he, uh, he he's their only starting secondary guy there right now. I mean, their entire so you knew that the Saints' offense was going to just go ballistic, and that's what we did, which was awesome. Um, and then you know the defense has been really, really trending up over the last what. I don't know, eight-ish games or something like that. Like, every week we've gotten better and better, um, you know, with hiccups here and there. But, yeah, I thought it was definitely a combination of the Saints just being the best team in the league right now and the Eagles um, nowhere near, you know, what they were last year. Malcolm Jenkins also got burned real bad by Kamara. uh, I didn't get get that. Like, okay, we get it. You know, maybe you weren't ready to leave the Saints, but, you know, he wins the Super Bowl with the Saints, and Mm -hmm. then – then he goes and wins the Super Bowl with the Eagles. It's like I, yeah. I don't get I don't get the hatred. Was it the fourth and seven bomb to Camara? I mean, yeah, that that was it because I, I, it was fourth I, and seven. I think that's what upset him the most. So then, so yeah, then stop exactly. No, that's stop. Like your your defensive guys are paid millions of dollars mm-hmm. to stop people on offense. Yeah, if you yeah. like stop it, stop. Them, that's I hate that. I hate yeah. hate hate when people cry about running up the score. Where's the sportsmanship? This isn't high stop. school ball. The sportsmanship is stopping them on defense, but that didn't happen. So yeah, just stop it. I mean, those guys on offense are paid a lot of money to score points, and that's their job, and that's what they want to do. And you're paid a lot of money on defense to stop them. If you don't like it, if you don't like it, stop it. There's no reason for Sean Payton to take his foot off the gas. I mean, anything can happen in NFL games. We know that. So I mean, even though the Eagles are struggling that entire game, you never know what happens. So might as well get. If you can get points, get points. You do it. Uh, What do you think of the game, Tyler? 
I loved it, and and this is like a first game of few for me, where like a part of me is like eating my words, and I'm okay with that. A part of me is like finally like yes, the stuff I wanted to happen uh, is happening. Jubri is another masterful game. He's a surgeon of the football world. Um, just looking at the stats and all this stuff. Mark Ingram finally starting to have games where, you know, like he's coming back to form. Like he hasn't been in sluggish self. Like he's been like. I'm going to run you over. You can't do a single thing about that, Mark Ingram. I love that. Uh, finally, on offense, though, the main thing that I'm happy about, Austin Carr, a catch. Dan Arnold, two catches. Josh Hill, two catches. Keith Kirkwood, three catches. Traquan Smith, of course, we know him, but uh, we'll mention uh, the Atlanta game a little bit, too, just further proves my point. But this offense is nearly unstoppable when you have, like, 10-plus weapons to account for. When people take out Kamara and Michael Thomas, and you still have weapons to go to that can be viable options, deep threats, people that convert convert third downs, you can't stop this offense. And I think I saw on Twitter, 61% of their drives are leading in points. That's leading the league right now, and they're also leading the league right now in points per game. Like, you can't stop this offense. And then I love on defense, I just have to give credit to it. The defensive line, man, it's stepping up so much right now. It's the best part about this team. Sheldon Rankins deserves to be an all-pro. Cameron Jordan is having an all-pro season. These guys are feasting. I wouldn't even have Davenport this game. It didn't even matter. Okafor, too, had a good game. So I love everything. We beat down the Eagles. I'm so sorry for my friend Chris. Uh, I'm not sure if he listens to the podcast. I, I sent the link. The preview, I'll send him the link uh, to this review. You have to wear Saints gear, Chris, next time you see me. So look ah, forward to that, man. I love it. Yeah, love I'm it. very happy we beat this team. And we beat him by a lot. So, Man, he, he should get extra punishment for how bad of a loss they took. They, <laughs> yeah, right. He should have to wear like high heels, to too, uh, on top of that. Like high heels with the, like a Drew Brees jersey. And, and, like, Unfortunately, I don't own Saints high heels. I wish I did. Oh, man. That's all right. Just have him buy it. That, 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 <laughs> that's that's the real punishment. It's just kind yeah. of a buzzsaw right now, man. Like teams going into the Superdome, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's not a good, part, man. It's just not a good look, man. Yeah. You know, I mean the the dome is out of control. The team feeds off of it. It's just I don't know. Look like a wild I mean, animal right now. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, te- we we're getting ready to start this what three game road stretch. Mm-hmm. Doesn't um, even matter. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I mean, obviously, you want your games. You know, you want to play more home games because you just you're more comfortable at home. But yeah, Saints are undefeated on the road. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, crazy. I really wish we would have taken care of business against Tampa Bay to open the season up. But I mean, I know, right? Can you imagine us being undefeated? We, we Dude, we Michael Thomas fumbled twice, mm-hmm. and uh, we had Gillisley. Yep. Mike G on the team who had a crucial fumble. Yep. I mean, who was booty cheeks? That swung that moment. I mean. If there's no fumble by Mike G, I think the we go into overtime 40-40, most likely. Yeah, we could have um, easily won. So, Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, it's hard to play that game because just recently against the Falcons, they score or they fumbled three times in the red mm-hmm. zone. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's the team that makes yeah. more plays tends to win games. Exactly. And we didn't make enough Ditto. plays during the Bucs, and the Bucs deservedly beat us. And for the Eagles game, uh, the Saints just dominated all fashions of the ball. I mean, it, t- it starts yeah. with time, time of possession, too. The way this team orchestrates the offense, and a lot of times they'll have home run plays, but it's it's just very uh, methodical how this offense operates. And we've seen it in the past, but I don't think we've seen it quite like this with the efficiency with Drew Brees. While he doesn't have to throw the ball 40 times a game, as we've been used to seeing in the past, he can be 
very efficient uh, while throwing under 30 passes a game, which is what, what we see almost week in and week out. Uh, and it also credit to the wide receivers for not a whole lot of drops going on with the Saints wide receiver core, especially there with Michael Thomas with his uh, number one catch rating in the NFL. And, of course, the, the running back duo out of the backfield able to uh, ground and pound the ball, keeping that clock running while also giving the Saints a lot of yards, leading to first downs. And at the core of that is the offensive line, um, Andres Pete. Give credit to him. Uh, obviously, Teron Armstead, who has been hurt for a little bit, but he's been great this season. Larry Warford, who was one of the best free agent signings now in Saints history. I think I think it will go down as one of the best, most underrated Saints signing, free agent signings in a long time. He has been fantastic, especially if we go on to win the Super he's Bowl this beast, year. Man. He's been fantastic ever since we got him last season. He's been great. Of course, Ryan Remchek, uh, which is very interesting to see how well Ryan Remchek is playing when you look at who the Saints almost got at that point, Reuben Foster. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you've been keeping up with the news now, Reuben Foster cut by the Niners after another domestic violence arrest down in California. He is now on Might the Washington Redskins. Um, yeah. And it's going to be very interesting to watch that. But Saints get Ryan Ramchek, uh, who's who's been, for the most part, uh, especially this season, healthy, has his head on his shoulders, not gotten in trouble, and been one of the best right tackles in the NFL. So great has for a us. great matchup tonight. Yes, he does. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. The whole matchup against this Dallas defensive front is going to be really interesting. I can't wait to get to that. But starts the time of possession of this offensive line for the Saints offense, and, and I'm just very impressed with them. For the Falcons game, um, obviously they scored a little bit more points than the Eagles, 17, but the defense still played pretty good. Marshawn Lattimore, I think, struggled. And, and Charlie, I want you to talk about that in a little bit because you watched a lot of film on this game. Um, other than that, I think that the, the defense played fairly well. Drew Brees was 15-22, 171 yards. Again, four passing touchdowns yet again. He did have that one pick. That interception should MVP. not have counted. That interception Never should, 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 should not have happened. Should have been a PI, clear as day. Um, I, he was targeting Keith Kirkwood on the play. Pretty much gets tackled. Uh, Kazi, very, very impressive player, gets the pick, but shouldn't have counted. Should have been pass interference. Um, so not exactly uh, nearly as dominating of a game for Drew Brees as, as uh, have been in the past this season. We didn't really need him, though, because Alvin Kamara, 14 carries, 89 yards. Mark Ingram, 11 carries, 52 yards. Uh, and Dan Arnold actually led the team in receiving yards with 45. Uh, he had he had four uh, receptions. And uh, Eli Apple led the team in total tackles with 10. Right behind him was Von Bell with 7. Von Bell stepping up his game uh, past yeah, few games. Yeah, why isn't Von – okay, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. I, was, no, yeah. uh, I did my Pro Bowl voting. Uh, people out there listening, mm-hmm. make sure you get online and vote for every single Saint. Please do go in. I didn't see Von Bell on the ballot. Why they, was that? They I saw Kurt Coleman Kirk instead. Coleman. That's weird. Kurt Coleman's a very strong safety who – okay, here's one thing often. I've noticed about Kurt uh, over the last few weeks. Big time tangent here, but – I think one of the things that the Saints like about him is he's not a super young guy. Um, so he's an experienced vet who plays special teams. Right, right. I think that's one of the, like I think that's honestly what While he's we're paying holding on him eighteen for, million dollars to play. Right, yeah, exactly. Teams. Hey, well, we gotta get our money out of him some way. But yeah, I sorry guess for the I just don't understand no, why yeah, Von no. Bell Von Bell is having, in my opinion, a very close to Pro Bowl season mm-hmm. in in tackling and run support. I mean, he doesn't have any interceptions or anything like that, but I don't know, man. Weird that uh, weird that he wasn't on the ballot, but uh, Kirk Coleman was. He's a perfect uh, fill-in for Kenny Vaccaro. A little bit better, actually. Vaccaro kind of showed his last year. Vaccaro used to blow out of yeah. coverages, and you don't really yeah. see Von Bell blowing coverages. You just kind of see him allowing things underneath and making tackles. You know what I mean? Like, Vaccaro would get beat deep because he was peeking in the backfield or something. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why Coleman's on the on the ballot, and unless they they just assume. Maybe they just go off the depth chart. I have no idea. Maybe Coleman is still the starter on the depth chart. I, I have no idea how how Bell's not on there and Coleman is. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, uh, if, if taking a look at the team stats for the Falcons and Saints again, time time of possession actually went to the uh, Falcons this time. But I think that's because towards the end of the game, garbage Saints time. weren't really exactly garbage time. Saints weren't really moving the ball too much, giving it to the Falcons. They were trying to, of course, uh, make make some sort of a comeback. But they only beat us by a minute. Uh, the Saints total yards uh, also the Falcons had the advantage in, but they also ran 14 more plays than the Saints. Um, and the Saints had one more drive than than the Falcons. So a little bit more efficient with the ball. The Saints were able to get more points. Um, they were 5-11 from third down as opposed to 5-15 uh, from the Falcons. Um, so just, just overall, an, another really, really good game by the Saints. Uh, and they were able to keep it on the ground uh, to win as opposed to against the Eagles. They were going it mainly through the air. Um, so any, anything you guys want to say about that win? Uh, we sweep the Falcons on the uh, season series beat them by a total of 20 points over the season. So they've been fairly close matchups. Of course, we beat them in overtime in week three uh, by six. Uh, mm. But, yeah, what did you guys think of this game watching it on Turkey Day? It was, it was a fantastic recap to uh, to Thanksgiving. I yeah. thought that, um, like, I thought we made the plays to win the game. But, like, I don't know. I, re-wa- I went back and I rewatched it last night for this podcast. And it just looked like... It just looked like the well the Saints okay we really miss having Traquan Smith mm-hmm. in our passing game like he it's a, it's awesome and that's like a good thing in my opinion because it just shows how good he is and how quickly he became you know acclimated into the offense as a rookie and I'm all for Keith Kirkwood like he's you know Nick Underhill had a really cool piece on him on the at the Advocate uh, you guys should read that about how he was played on a loaded basketball team and he was he had a, a, a really good uh future in basketball where he was on his way to play for Davidson and be the next Steph Curry and all that but someone kind of pushed him in the direction of football and then he fell in love and all that but like Breeze was Matt was was surgical you know he throwing four touchdowns to undrafted rookies I I just thought that the Falcons shot themselves in the foot I mean they they fumbled the ball three times in the red zone and it was a four 14 point game you know what i mean like if they don't do that and convert a couple of those fumbles into touchdowns it's a totally different game and credit the saints for making those plays but like i thought marshall Lattimore had a bad game he had a lot of yards put up on him and i saw you know julio's stat line was pretty ridiculous like 11 catches for 140 something yards or something something like that but you know julio is really good at at just destroying zone defenses man like he finds the pockets to kind of motor down in he does a good job crossing i mean his his signature route is the the intermediate crossing route Mm -hmm. where he just knows like his spacing behind linebackers but in front of safeties is just it's it's great and matt ryan does a really good job of hitting him on those but like i i hated our zone defense. i really hate when we run zone i i understand you got to mix it up here and there but like it's just there's always somebody open. There's always at least like two people wide open. But man, the Saints really made a lot of plays. You know, Alex Anzalone causing another fumble. I mean, he straight rocked Julio, which was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marcus was awesome. Williams fumble. Mm-hmm. Marcus Williams got 
got credited with the sack, strip, fumble, fumble recovery on that play. And, like, so, he disappeared. Like, mm-hmm. you saw him on the ground, knocked the ball out. Then you see DeMario Davis, and it's, like, this crazy pile. And then out of left field, Marcus Williams dives in there, and he's the one that ends up with the ball. That was yeah. that was awesome, man. And uh, Marshawn making up for it, um, getting beat by uh, Ridley going in the end zone, causing yeah. that fumble. That That's just – that's just – I don't know. I mean, I don't want to call it luck, but it, that's just some crazy circumstances. I'm glad we were on the winning end of that. Yeah. Um, I love the running game. I mean, Alvin Kamara was unstoppable. It was like every time he touched the ball, he wasn't touched by a defender for like six, seven yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm really glad we swept the Falcons. I'm glad we did it on Thanksgiving. I'm glad that Matt Ryan looked like he wanted to cry. I'm glad that Joe Jones got, you know, helicoptered. And I'm I'm glad that our run defense just continues to be amazing. And I don't want to hear none of this, oh, well, the Saints run up so many points, so teams start to throw the ball. Nah. Mm. We have the best yards per yep. per carry. Yep. Like, that's the stat to look at. It's Yeah, we're holding teams to around, like, 70-something yards a game. But it's because when you run the ball against us, you're just not, not going nowhere. Yeah. So long ran over. I'm glad we won. I thought we made the plays to win the game on a short week that the Falcons just, they they didn't have it in them. The Saints Saints haven't given up a 70-yard rusher this season, let alone alone a 100-yard rusher. They haven't given up a 70-yard rusher all season. And um, go go ahead, Tyler. Sorry, before I, I, my next point point has to do with the Cowboys game. So, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so for me, uh, just what I loved about it, again, you know, the tandem of Ingram and Kamara is literally unstoppable. Uh, it makes it even funnier when uh, Ingram and Kamara are advertising on TV. Look at the details of Alvin uh, uh, Kamara's watermelon zoom. That's pretty funny. Um, I love to at the end of the game. You know, of course, where on any Thanksgiving tradition with the NFL, they bring out the turkey, and then you had Cameron Jordan and. Uh, Mark Ingram posing while eating turkey. We had everybody chomping down. Drew Brees, Kamara, Sheldon Rankins. Man, he can eat. Uh, literally in the game and outside of the game eating food. But, yeah, um, I love the offense. Yo, yeah. I don't know who's playing that, but. That's the theme song for the season, dude. I love it. I love that. <laughs> I love the videos of the Saints players dancing in the dome. Today. I love that. Oh, yeah. How, like, um, demoralizing is it to be the opposing team and, like, they're playing music from their city and just dancing. Mm-hmm. They, like, they're beating yeah, you so bad awesome. that they're, they're just dancing on the sidelines. Sorry, dude. But I had to no, you're good. That. <laughs> that was very funny. But um, other things, I, like I said, the offense is literally – you can't stop this offense – please tweet me and name me a team that will stop this offense because when you have people like Dan Arnold leading the game in receptions and yards and all these guys Tommy Lewis your boy Dayton again yes, sir touchdown on the park <laughs> Kirkwood Benjamin Watson like you can't stop this offense and then we finally got Davenport back we had to mention that he's good to go now we're just playing Armstead Sheldon Rankins had another great game Cameron Jordan two sacks great game uh, we had six sacks and six turnovers. That is literally insane. Everybody had a huge game. We ate turkey, and, we, and you, you best believe we definitely ate some falcons. So I'm I'm pretty happy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, well, and they probably ate some uh, airheads too. So airheads, 
Yeah, they definitely ate some. I, I, I bet you they ate some literal falcon in the locker room too. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you think that's in popular demand down in New Orleans now? Like, like I mean, I know they falcon, eat gator stuff, but falcon maybe they're almost ex- or not extinct, but they're kind of they're not even endangered. They're just like it's like they probably taste. They probably taste gross. Yeah, it's probably Ew. really really yeah. gamey. Probably yeah. just disgusting. Just as gross as the literal gross team. meat that tastes just horrid that you like wouldn't even feed your dog. You know. I think the best part about this game was the fact that all four players who caught a reception touchdown from Drew Brees were undrafted. Oh, Dan absolutely. Arnold, Tommy Lee Lewis, who, by the way, uh, we need to get Tommy Lee Lewis back. on the show. Yes, I'm glad he's back. I'd love to get him on the show. Austin Carr, Keith Kirkwood. All four guys undrafted. All four caught a touchdown pass. And all of them, besides Dan Arnold, their only reception of the day was their touchdown pass. Dan Arnold had four, so obviously, cool. led the team. But other than that, Lewis, Carr, Kirkwood, Kirkwood, Caught one pass and it was for a touchdown. They made it count. That was really impressive to me. So I think it's I think it's cool. And like one thing that it seemed like Buck and Aikman were kind of doing was like you know even undrafted people can score touchdowns. Nah, like let like, don't take anything away from those guys. Man. Right. I mean they work hard as shit. Oh, sorry for the language. They work hard. Really? They uh, you know like and they all have their their like their background stories. Like if you read the piece. Who was it? Was it Luke Johnson that wrote the wrote the article about uh, Dan Arnold? You guys should read that. That's a really good article. You know, we talked about the Keith Kirkwood story. Um, Austin Carr, you know, a practice squad guy. Tommy Lee Lewis was the dude who Bill Parcells called and said, "Hey, you gotta, you know, keep this guy around." Like, mm-hmm. these are guys who fought and fought and fought, and when they and they pay attention, they work their butt off, and when they get their opportunity, they they succeed. They like, I don't know. I, I kind of thought that the tone was a little too much, like. Almost talking down to the fact that the Saints were so good that even undrafted guys were it's scoring. Stupid. Like, yeah. yeah, sure, that's that's very true, but let's not take anything away from those four guys. Yeah, man. Those guys Dan Arnold, in my dude, I love what Dan Arnold is going to become, man. He's a yeah. big bodied, you know, tight end. He, I don't know, man. He's running up the seam. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. He's kind of remind me of Jimmy Graham running I up the hate. seam. I Jimmy agree. Game, no, I'm with you. He's not, you know, he's not the, what six six two sixty. Dan Arnold's you know? probably what like six five two thirty. He's, he's not the same boy. body, but man, dude, and he drops that earlier touchdown pass and mm-hmm. made up for it with the long. I don't know, man. Yeah. I like Dan Arnold. Oh, yeah. I like that. He doesn't have piss fits either. And uh, Dan Arnold is pretty much what I was expecting Dion Yelder to be for us, right? Like a like third string. Yeah tight end who is, is able to make these catches and, and come up with clutch touchdowns for us. Um, yeah. and, and Yelder was six foot seven. Arnold is, is you know, big as well, but a little bit different. I think he has a better skill set than, than Yelder. He's not as, uh, I guess, robotic in his movements. Um, so yeah, six, I'm, six. All right. So six, Dan six, Arnold is, big, he is six, six. So that's big cool. guy. He's a big. It's guy. nuts. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought he was more like six, four, six, five. That's it's a big dude. Anything else you guys want to say about those two games before we move on to this? Cur- oh, the other point I wanted to make, too. Because of that win over the Falcons, not only did we sweep them, we guaranteed a better record than them, meaning the Falcons cannot win the NFC South this year. No. Um, hey. Me also meaning they can't even have a tied record with the Saints this year. And if the Saints end up beating the uh, Cowboys, uh, so if the Saints beat the Cowboys and, and anything else happens, no matter what, uh, Saints are in the playoffs, clinch a playoff yep. in, in Week 13. If the Saints win and the Panthers lose or tie, then the Saints clinch the NFC South in Week yeah. 13. Now, the Panthers are playing the Buccaneers. Uh, so, I mean, anything can happen against the Buccaneers. We've seen that all season. True. Um, but, mm-hmm. I mean, last time the Panthers played, they had a very good game against the Bucs, uh, especially on offense. 
But, uh, I mean, anything can happen. Like I said, NFC South, Bucks beat the Saints to open up the season. So, hopefully they can take care of business against the Panthers. Um, so, I mean, that that's just fantastic to already say that. Hey, Falcons fans, your team, no matter what happens, cannot even tie the same record with the Saints, and it's, it's Week 13. Uh, so, so, this is absolutely fantastic. Anything else you guys want to say yeah. before we move into the go-ahead, Tyler? Yep. Bring out, bring out the Browns. Sweet. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Sean Payton. Hey. Do the Sean Payton. We need yeah. to get uh, Miss Gail Benson involved in that. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's a, she. She's awesome too. I bet she's on cloud nine right now. She. She's very yeah, happy. Man. This whole season is yeah. dedicated to Tom as well. So yeah, gotta win for Tom. I think it's yep. it's absolutely fantastic. So, um, I mean, without further ado, let's jump into this uh, very very important road matchup. Like Charlie mentioned earlier, the first of three in a row for the Saints after this three game road stretch. Two games left for the Saints, and they're both at home. So uh, this this kicks it off. Both teams, the Saints and the Cowboys, are having a week off. Uh, even though it is a Thursday game, they both have had a week to prep for each other because they both played on Thanksgiving. The Cowboys um, have won three games in a row, uh, including a couple divisional wins. Um, and last week, of course, they took care of the Washington Redskins, who the Saints had also uh, defeated fairly badly uh, earlier in the season on Monday Night Football. Uh, so the Cowboys are riding on, on cloud nine as well. Uh, they're in very good spirits, uh, because of the, I guess, steady improvement so far that we've seen from Dak Prescott after, uh, it seemed like the end of the world when the Cowboys were three and five, um, earlier this season. And of course, Ezekiel Elliott, one of the best running backs in the league, he actually barely, barely, it's by like five yards, leads the league in rushing over Todd Gurley, but still one of the best running backs in the NFL, and the Saints are going to have to prove that they're the number one rush defense against this guy. Like I said, haven't sacrificed 70 yards all season. Zeke has only rushed for 70 yards or less one time this entire season, uh, so it's going to be very, very difficult uh, uh, to do that. But at the same time, if the Saints are running up the score, then it's going to be a whole different uh, ball game with uh, the Cowboys running on Dak Prescott. Uh, for the injury report, the Saints, of course, Teron Armstead is officially out. Nobody else is listed there. It seemed like everybody who was questionable was a full participant, at least in the walkthrough. Uh, so not sure if, uh, uh, I mean, sounds like Traquan Smith is going to suit up. Not sure how many reps he's going to get still dealing with that toe injury. Brandon Marshall is the other name. Um, new guy who has not played yet for the Saints, but he could be activated tonight. Um, and, and for the Cowboys, they're a little bit <laughs> not as lucky as the Saints. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sean Lee, who always seems to be hurt, he's out. Tavon Austin, who I forgot he was on the team, he's out. David Irving, mm-hmm. one of their best defensive tackles, he's out of the game. Um, and then you, of course, have Tyron Smith, who's missed some time this season. Their, their star left tackle, questionable. Sounds like he's most likely going to play. Same with Xavier Suafilo, who's one of their uh, guards. Um, he's questionable, but it sounds like he'll be good to go. So that offensive line seems to be okay. Um, and the spread for the uh, Saints are favored by seven points, and the over-under is 52. Um, so obviously momentum is a big part in this game, and I like to bring up momentum to, to start off our, our previews for games because I do think it's very important. Uh, for the Cowboys, momentum is going to be uh, essentially their um, one-trick pony to start out the game because they're at home. They want the crowd to get behind them. They know that the Saints team has won 10 games in a row uh, opposed to their three. So the Saints, if anything, have have more confidence going into this game than the Cowboys. But the Cowboys, with their fans, very, very always, always cocky. I mean, we've heard Demarcus Lawrence have comments uh, about hitting the Saints in their mouth. Um, if, if if one of you guys want to read it, uh, if you if you want to pull it up, um, it's got some it's got some cuss words. I'm sure you all have already heard it. Uh, Jerry Jones was talking about 
he's not worried about the Saints. He's not worried about what the Cowboys are capable to do at home. So a lot of smack talking kind of going around. The Cowboys seem confident. Whoever wants to take it first. Uh, how much of a factor do you think momentum is going to play in this game? You can go, Charlie. Um, I mean, I don't know. 10-game winning streak versus a three. Um, the Cowboys are they're <clears throat> okay, they're in a different progression as far as their streak. The Saints are at their peak right yeah. now. Like they're yeah. and we could continue to you know, trend upwards, which would be, you know, amazing. Um, but the Cowboys are hitting their stride. It's a, it's a different, you know, the, the Saints are a little bit further along as far as, you know, how well they're playing and all that. But, you know, I, I think that the, the Saints will win the game. I think they should win the game. But, I mean, any, anything can happen, you know. Any, anything at all can happen. And um, and actually, uh, Dayton, I think Tyron Smith is not going to play, according oh, to okay. James Slater at NFL Network. She said... Um, people close to Tyron Smith say it just it just doesn't look good. So they're gotcha. gonna probably roll with Fleming, their backup left tackle, who did okay versus the Redskins. Um, you know, so this is one of those games where it's like you, you really want to see Okafor and Davenport get rolling, you know, against a backup left tackle. And then on the flip side, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be Taco Charlton and Randy Gregory versus Jermon Bushrod, um, our left tackle. So we have a game with two backup left tackles in who are both serviceable and good good players you know they're obviously not as good as the starters are but right momentum mm -hmm. i think uh it's kind of the clash of the momentum just the clash of uh the strengths you know you got the league's leading rusher versus the yeah. league's best run defense um you one know i think the, key go sorry, ahead sorry one of the better secondaries too and the cowboys have one of the better secondaries in the league going up against obviously drew Brees, one of the one of the best quarterbacks yeah i mean yep. the cowboys they don't <clears throat> they don't do anything special on defense they they run their Rod Marinelli Tampa two, mm -hmm. and and then they fly to the ball. You know, like they're very disciplined and they play extremely hard, and they fly to the ball. They're not, you know, disguising a lot of coverages and you know moving guys around. Like Byron Jones is their, uh, he's what their number one corner, right? And yeah. he, it's already been said that he's not going to travel with Michael Thomas because that's just not what they do. They kind of line up and 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 they execute. And I think. You know, when you think about Sean Payton, uh, Pete Carmichael, um, like that duo of offensive creativeness with Drew Brees, they kind of feast on that sort of defense where um, if they kind of know where you're going to be and they know where the matchups are, then you're giving them an answer. You're giving them answers to the test beforehand. So to me, it's all about ex execution. Who's going to line up and actually execute? Because the defense of the Cowboys is kind of what you see is what you get. They do what they do, what they're asked to do very well. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm definitely excited. I, so, like, I don't know how it is for where you guys live, but where I live, um, you know, down in Redskins country, it's like there are so many native Maryland, D.C., Virginia people who are Cowboy fans. Like, Weird. It's ridiculous. If you go to a Cowboys game at Redskins Stadium here, it's like at least forty percent Cowboys fans. And the joke here is the joke here is DC stands for Dallas Cowboys. There you go. So I have a lot of freaking Cowboys fans here talking a lot of smack to me all week. Mm. So it's like I can't afford a loss because I'm gonna be dealing with it for a while. So get the job done tonight, Saints. Yeah. And of course both teams are leading their respective divisions. I think that has a lot to do with uh, the confidence in both, especially the Cowboys. I mean, 
the Cowboys went from losing to the Redskins a few weeks ago by three points to taking care of business pretty easily on Thanksgiving, and then by virtue of that being number one in the division. I think that has a lot to do with, with their confidence right now, too. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah. So I've got a few stats, too. So uh, I found this tweet on Twitter. had to mention it. The Cowboys are good at limiting opponents' pass production, so they average 237.5 passing yards per game allowed. That's 12th. And 15 passing touchdowns, that's tied for second. But their passing efficiency, especially what Drew Brees is known for, of course, is a different story, though. A 69.1 completion percentage allowed, that's 28th. Mm. A 7.7 yards per attempt, that's 19th. What they're allowing, the 97.3 passer rating, that's 19th. I also saw another tweet. Uh, I think it was, like, uh, for example, like five games that the Cowboys or the Saints have played against with winning records. The Saints are 5-0. and the damn Cowboys, they're one and four. So throw off the X, they're definitely not winning. How I see this going, for example, we're going to limit Zeke. Because basically, how the Cowboys work, it's simple. I've talked to Cowboys fans. Unfortunately, we have so many up here. Very sad, very unfortunate. It all runs through Zeke. If, if you stop Zeke, they're going nowhere. Because right now, uh, Dak Prescott is not the quarterback who is capable enough on his own to make this offense work. He needs a steady run game to get going. So I, I don't see it happening. As far as the quote goes, I'll read it. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to curse regarding that. But so uh, Demarcus Lawrence, their defensive head, said about the, the Saints offense or offensive line, if you hit a M, F, in the mouth, and they ain't doing what they're reg- regularly doing, putting up 50 points, they start to get a little distressed. Now you get them where you want them at. And then you F, ain, choke their A out. So, if they actually do it, I don't expect them to. But uh, I would love to see, personally, the Saints put a 50-burger. Heck, go for 60. I don't care. Beat go. the Cowboys and stand on their star while you're doing it mm. uh, in Dallas, please. Over so. over under uh, Saints who Saints players who dance on, on the Cowboys star. I'm, I, I think there's going to be two or three dancing on the star. Maybe like Michael Thomas. That'd be funny. I was, I, or I'm, th- I'm, I'm actually thinking of maybe like Mark Ingram. I'm, th- I'm thinking Mark Ingram is going to be it. one of the guys dancing on the star, and I think he's going to do it in a subtle way. Like I don't think he's he's going to do it like, like after necessarily a touchdown or a turnover. It's going to be after a big play. And he's going to do a little dance on. His- I I I, th- I think one of the same because the amount of smack talk that's going around by the Cowboys Saints don't, Saints don't really like to tolerate that, especially because they know how good of a team they are. Um, I don't get where it's coming from though. Like the Cowboys are not good enough. Like, sure, the fans are annoying, but I just don't, like, I don't get it. Like, what great ground do you have to stand on to say that, oh, you have a chance to beat the 10-1 and New Orleans Saints? Like, I just, I don't get it. Like, Stephen A. Smith is right. Like, they have zero chance of winning, in I my get opinion. It. Like, I, I think it is, you know, not trying to sound like a cynic, I think any team can be any team any, any, any week, right? Like, yes. It's not guaranteed that the Saints are going to win. On paper, they should win. They should. This should be a double-digit win. But you know, a couple weird things could happen, and the the Saints could lose the game. Well, please do not jinx this, Charlie. I'm not. I'm not trying to jinx. I just mm-hmm. want everybody to be, you know, in perspective here. But like, what what I don't get is like, what where is the where did this even like come from? Right. <laughs> like, I know. Right. What have you really earned to talk smack? You know, it's like. The Cowboys haven't done anything. uh, Someone, I forget who it was, but uh, I don't know, either on one of the NFL radio channels or maybe even one of the shows was saying, like, 
when you talk this much smack, like, you know, as a team or as a fan base, you're definitely worried. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to talk smack because we're 10 and 1, we're good. We go into games and we expect to win them. Like, I expect to win tonight. So I don't really, I don't feel the need to, to start the, you know, start the smack talk before we even start playing. As we're kicking yeah. your butt, I'm probably going to open it up a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. But, like, Please I don't do. know. It, it tells me that they're scared. I mean, I would be too. You know, think about it. You got this high flying offense who scores, like Tyler said, 61% of our drives. Mm-hmm. You got a sending defense who's been turning the ball over. And I'd be scared, man. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to play the Saints. That the Cowboys talking smack now reminds me of a few years ago. Uh, they did college basketball during the March Madness tournament. West Virginia was playing Kentucky, and this was when Kentucky was undefeated. Um, they had Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker. They had a, a whole bunch of NBA prospects on the team. And there was a freshman on that West Virginia team saying, I have no doubt in my mind we're going to be we're going to end this these guys they're weak they're not that good this and then uh, Kentucky ended up out beating that team by 25 points and the freshman who was talking smack before the game scored a total of one point that game I feel Uh, like that's that's the kind of vibe we're getting for this game and Charlie hit it on the nose it's they're talking smack because they're worried I think that West Virginia team was very worried that freshman was worried they're going up against a powerhouse team so why not try to I guess try to pump yourself or your guys up uh, by by talking a little smack, throw it around a little bit, maybe try to get into, and I think that all, that also is part of the strategy. Maybe they're trying to get any advantage they can, so maybe talking some smack will get into the Saints' heads. But I mean, the Cowboys should funny. know that the Saints talk smack with just about everybody on the field, especially guys like Michael Thomas, Mark Ingram, Marshawn Lattimore, some of the guys on defense in game. They're not afraid to jaw at other guys and go after them because they know their play can back up their their words. Um, and so, yeah, I think you hit it on the on the nose, Charlie. I think that them talking smack, they're 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 definitely worried about it. And I think that there are, there's three big keys to the game. Obviously, proving that we're the number one rush defense uh, is key. Protecting Drew Brees from this defensive line, which uh, who I want to talk about right now. Um, obviously, David Irving is out. He, he's a very talented guy, but he's technically their backup. Tyrone Crawford is is actually their the, usually their starting if they're doing their three four base defense. Uh, Tyrone Crawford is their their number one guy, and he's fantastic. He's a really good defensive lineman. You, of course, have Demarcus Lawrence, uh, who who is really, really impressive. Leighton Vander Esch has been pretty good this season as well, uh, filling in for Sean Lee and and, uh, just providing any sort of linebacker help there for for the Cowboys. And, of course, you have Randy Gregory, had a troubled... I guess journey getting to the NFL and, and throughout it, yeah, yeah, a little troubled career, but talented player nonetheless. Can get to the quarterback, uh, big guy. Uh, of course, comes from a Big Ten school as well. Um, and I think that the other key to this game is Taysom Hill. And I only say that because I feel like Sean Payton has some tricks up his sleeve, and and, and that's that. that's hard to say because it seems like we've seen just about everything we can out of Taysom Hill. But I I I, I wouldn't be surprised if Taysom Hill had like 10, 10 offensive snaps at least, of where he's handling the ball, whether that be a, a run-pass option, just a regular run option, some sort of triple option, some sort of pitch-back flea flicker type thing. I, I, I have a feeling Taysom Hill will be utilized in a couple of special ways to catch these Cowboys on their heels uh, because you can't be too methodical against this Cowboys defense. They'll be able to figure figure you out. Defense coordinator Rob Marinelli, he's very intelligent, been around the league for a while. So you, you got to get some stuff going, and if you watched – uh, the Cowboys-Redskins game, the Redskins were really just one-dimensional on offense. They couldn't really get the ball going. And, of course, they were playing with their backup quarterback. They had they had Colt McCoy in. So they really yeah. had to rely on on their run. But even when they had to pass, it wasn't really working. So Cowboys are able to figure out 
tear you apart on that defense uh, because they're a defensive coordinator. So I think Taysom Mills is going to be a really important X factor here. Um, what do you guys think? Any any X factors you guys think are extremely important other than the obvious other? I mean, stopping Zeke, protecting Drew Brees, uh, mine, mine's Taysom Hill. Uh, obviously, Eli Apple, that's what we should talk about. Eli Apple, is he going to be going up against Amari Cooper? Is it going to be Lattimore? I know, Charlie, you'd prefer it to be Eli Apple. He did better against no, Julio last no, 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 week. No, 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 the other way around. I, 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 don't, I get the uh, the old put your number one on their number two and eliminate him and then bracket their number one with your number two in a safety. I get that. I mean, that's, that's sort of what the Patriots are, are known for. You know, when they had uh, – Let's see, when they had Darrell Revis and um, not Stephon Gilmore. Before then, that, that's basically – Yeah. It's kind of what the Patriots were known for doing. And I actually don't really like that. I like the matchup. I like the way Marshawn plays when he plays against their number one. It's like he – you know, you'd want your guy to elevate, you know, his game every single week no matter who he's going against. But he really uh, – you know, he really – um, turns it up when it's time to play the number one. I think, like, this is the thing, man. Like, if our run defense plays solid, you know, they don't they don't even have to be spectacular whether, whether you know, giving up 3.6 yards a carry like we're doing right now. If they just play well and you have Marshawn Lattimore matched up against Amari Cooper, then you kind of take their whole freaking offense away. I know. Because like, who outside of that, like, even you know. Think of anybody. Yeah, you know what? Like, I have this weird. I've had this feeling since like, like Monday that Cole freaking Beasley is mm. gonna be a mm. because he's so shifty and like crafty, like a smaller Julian Edelman kind of yeah. dude. Almost like that Rams guy, uh, Cooper Cup. A little Cooper bit. Cup, yeah, and, and oh, he's no Cooper. Cooper Cup's a big guy. I mean, oh. Beasley's a little, little dude. Actually, isn't Beasley yeah. a rapper? <laughs> yeah. Beasley's a little bit. Of, Beasley's had. A, he yeah, he's a rapper. All. He he also is a Twitter beefer. If you follow him on Twitter, you see he gets into a lot of a lot of arguments with fans there. And Beasley went off against the Jaguars earlier earlier this season. He definitely has the capability of yeah. Going it's like off. you know it'll be PJ who yep. can play pretty undisciplined at times, but then out of left field will get a pick six or cause a fumble or make a big hit or you know, and then you're like, okay, PJ, like it'll be him. I don't know, man. Like, I think, okay, if we're going to break down X-Factors, I'm going to say the Cowboys X-Factor is Cole Beasley because I feel good about, you know, if it, if I get my wish and it's Lattimore against Cooper, I feel good about Eli Apple against Hearns. Um, and then if it's the other way around, I, I'm I'm 100% confident that Lattimore can, can take Hearns out of the game completely. And I feel good with, with Eli, you know, with safety over top. But um, yeah, man, the, the X factor of this game for the Cowboys is gonna be is gonna be Cole Beasley, man, and 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 the and the X factor for uh, for the Saints on offense, I think is gonna be uh, Jermon Bushrod because okay, yeah, that that pass rush is pretty good, man, and they, and, when, and they they're kind of one of those pass rushes that once they get going, man, it's like they really feed off of that and. And uh, you can't – I think the Saints will be able to do some things like we've been doing with Jermon Bushrod in the game. Um, mm-hmm. We've slid some protections that way. We've chipped that way. Um, I've even seen some things. I don't know what the the coach term of it is because I'm not an offensive line expert. But I've even seen some plays where on a passing play, 
uh, where a bush rod will actually kind of block down, and the guard will come way out and, mm. and hit the end. And, uh, yeah, I saw that too. I, I can see us doing some stuff like that, and, and I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing that in, in, in the uh, Demarcus Lawrence on Ryan Ramchek battle. Looking forward to that too. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's interesting, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up, Charlie, because yeah, I noticed it's it's almost like the Saints pretty much like pull a guard to get yeah. out the defensive end, all but on a run play. But it works out really well because when, when a lot of the times that happens, it's a play action play too, where they're out the shot. Usually, yeah, the shot yeah, that's too. true. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's it's also um, a distraction type play while also helping out Jermon Bushrod. So that's really interesting. I like that a lot. Also, I want to give a shout out to our our own Des Bryant. Uh, because obviously the Saints are going up against his former team, the Cowboys. Uh, but he tweeted out this morning, or about two hours ago, don't know what you're going to get versus I'm here to beat your ass and I'm out. Could be a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Hashtag who dat. Des Bryant knows what's up, man. He, I he, love Des. He, really he knows exactly. He, he, exactly. Yeah, he's been in both locker rooms. He's been with both organizations. He knows the mindset of both these teams, and it sounds like the Saints have the upper hand. And, I mean, uh, who, who better to take it than a player who's actually part of that uh, faculty and whatnot. So I thought that that was fantastic for for Des Bryant, and that's that's the mindset of these Saints week in and week out. We're gonna go in, we're gonna beat you up, we're gonna we're gonna go, we're gonna take our, our W with us. Um, yeah. Any X factors for you, Tyler? You want to go over? Well, I just gotta say this, man. If Des Bryant stays with us next year, hundred percent first time doing buying his jersey, man. I I love the passion, I love the energy. Like, it sucks the way Dallas treated him, Skinko and everything. And I love how he's accepted us with open arms. So I, I literally hope we drop a 50-60 burger on the Cowboys just so he can feel happy to be with a better team. So uh, X-Factors, uh, I'm curious to see what uh, Dallas's defense, uh, how they expect to cover all of our different receivers. I'm curious to see who gets involved for us. Is it going to be a game where Benjamin Watson gets involved? Is it going to be a game where... Chuckwan Smith has a huge night. Brandon Marshall, does he play? I'll be looking uh, for that. Uh, I'm curious to see uh, of the two between Kamara and Ingram, who has a better night. I uh, like what Charlie was saying. I'm curious to see uh, who covers Amari Cooper, how we do with the offense. I think it's just going to be a, a, a prototypical offense-defense, our offense, their defense, how it goes. I'm not too concerned about our defense right now. I think they'll play really well. Um. Other than that, though, I think Cole Beasley could be an interesting matchup, though. But I think we should play well, though. Hopefully, I'm expecting a lot of sacks, a high-scoring game on our part, and hopefully we drop a 50-burger. I'm yeah. with, uh, uh, anticipating it very high. So It's just one of those strength-on-strengths, man. Like, yeah. like I was saying, run game versus our run defense. You know, the Cowboys have, have not had 30 points or more scored on them this year. Their defense averages 19.4 points a game. Um, you know, they're they're playing well, and they're getting ready to play the best offense in the league. So it's like, it's just such a, a fun matchup, and it it should be it should be a good game. I mean, I hope that I hope the Saints beat the crap out of the Cowboys, but it should probably be a good game. Speaking of which, uh, I mean, I think we've said everything we had to say about this game. You guys want to jump into score predictions? Uh, uh, Let's do it. I, I, I'll let you guys go first unless you want me to go because I feel like you guys uh, – I know, Tyler, you already have your score. Uh, well, you've already kind of told us your it. score. Okay, okay. Well, I'll go with you first then, Tyler. Give, okay. Give, give us your score. Tell us why. Okay, so here we go. Uh, 50 to 17, Saints win. Woo! 50 burger. 
I'm calling it. Um, I like it. Uh, nobody can stop the Saints offense. Please tag me on Twitter and, and fight me about who can stop the Saints offense. That Raymond Tyler M. Nobody can. That's who. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think the Saints are going to limit Zeke to un- under 100 rushing yards. Maybe he'll get a lot of receiving yards. But um, under 100 rushing yards, maybe he'll get a touchdown. But that train stops when you stop Zeke. So mm-hmm. hopefully uh, if we starve Zeke, the rest of their offense will collapse and our offense will thrive. 50 to 17 Saints slaughter him, and Des loves it. Man. <laughs> I would love to drop 15 Jerry World, man. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be nuts. great. What do you think? What do you think, Charlie? Well, I uh, I tweeted uh, 31 20, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. I, my tweet Blame. was Saints win 31 20 on Thursday. Save so this tweet. Close. This, is, this was two days. Dude, it's 11. It's a two score game. That's not bad. It's two touchdown game, really. Yeah, but 31 seems so little compared to what we can actually do. You we know? can't. I know, but dude, it's a Thursday night game. It's on the road. It's a solid defense. Like, yeah. I, who cares? I'm well, totally fine. About the Ravens dude, too, I'm but fine. we we took them. We took them I'm apart. Fine if we win by one point. We I only beat. Care. We only scored 24 points on the Ravens. Yeah, but I don't know. People thought we were only going to score like two points on to begin the, with. So I don't Ravens know. have the best defense in the league, man. Yeah. They, 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 uh, they give up eighteen points a game. You know what I mean? Like their mm-hmm. their defense is the best. Got, but yeah, man. True. Ravens all the road. It was kind of cold. So optimistic. Go well. No, it's not that. It's just this is just how I. And it's not one of those thirty-one to twenty games where we score at the end to go to go up. To no, it's gonna true. be one of those we're up. You know, thirty-one to thirteen, and they score towards the, end of the game. One of those oh, type God. of thirty. Um, yeah, I had forty-one people save that tweet, and seven people retweeted it. So nice, nice. I right. hope. Uh, oh, well, I mean, anything better than that was is cool too. But yeah, thirty-one twenty, Saints get a win. Cowboys defense Cowboys. only sacrifices nineteen points a game. To put into perspective, yeah. Ravens third eighteen, in third yeah. in the league. Yeah. They're they're able and. I don't know. It starts. It, it, it starts with uh, fa- a fantastic defensive coordinator, uh, and it trickles down to the talent that they've acquired. Contra- controversial talent, uh, to say the least. I mean, ha- I mean, I, a good chunk of their guys on defense have had, uh, you know, questionable uh, events happen uh, either right before they went to the NFL or while they've been in the NFL. But the talent is there nonetheless, and they've proven it over the past three weeks. I'm going. I, I still think the Saints are going to win pretty easily. I'm going. It's similar to your score, Charlie. I'm going 34 to 21. Um, and I, I think another key to this game is going to be red zone efficiency because if we allow the Cowboys to get into the red zone, they're pretty. I mean, they have a big target like Amari Cooper. They of course have one of the best running backs in Ezekiel Elliott, um, and they have one of the better offensive lines. And it's not, even though with, with Tyron Smith out. They're you know they're they're still pretty decent up front there so they they can they can work and they're also uh, a top ten in terms of red zone efficiency in their offense percentage just scoring that doesn't include touchdowns I think they're uh, right around top fifteen when if you're just factoring getting touchdowns but they're able to get field goals as well which could drive it up but uh, I think it's gonna be red zone efficiency is another key but I got the Saints winning thirty four to twenty one game ball will probably end up going to uh, uh, Alvin Kamara I think that his speed is gonna be really important off the edge there. Um, but yeah, yeah, thirty-four twenty-one. I think we got Saints all across the board, uh, and I don't think even if we had a Cowboys guest on here, he would disagree with us. That that kind of <laughs> that kind of seems like how the how the mood is. Uh, Cow- yeah. A lot of if you look on Facebook and Twitter, I mean, Cowboys fans still have their confidence, but the the realistic ones are are, are you know admitting that hey, this is probably gonna be Saints 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 dub coming out of the yeah. the uh, Jerry World. So 
Um, anything else you guys want to say before we sign off? Uh, fun episode. It's good to be back. That yeah, it's good to be lot. back. Boys are back in town. Boys, Boys are back, are back town. in town. Boys are back in town. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's uh, all the time we got for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I mean, I'll just pass it off to you, Tyler, for the outro, man. Nothing else Thank to you, say. Man. Go Saints. Yes, let's go Saints. Um, all right, guys. So, as always, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Here's where you can find our social media. So let's start off first on Twitter. So you can find our social media accounts. Uh, you can start off with Charlie. Follow him on Twitter at St. Charlie. Dayton Brown, you can follow him on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. Follow me at Raymond Tyler M. Please argue uh, with me. I love debating on Twitter about how good my Saints are. And our official Who That This podcast account, you can follow at the WDD podcast. Make sure to check out all of the amazing articles and writers that are contributing to whodatdish.com. That's where you can find all of our amazing Saints-related content and uh, articles there. As far as where you can find these episodes, if you're searching on the web, just look up Spreaker.com and type us in. And if you have an iPhone, uh, look up on the podcast app or on iTunes, the Who Dat Dish podcast. That's where you can find us. Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Saints take on the Cowboys later this evening. Be sure to tune in. It's going to be on Fox. Uh, we'll probably have to listen to Buck and Aikman talk again, which oh boy. is just... I feel, I honestly feel like they have a little bit of a bias against the Saints, and they for sure have I feel have like a, everybody has a bias, a bias against us. James Jones, everybody. You, James, James Jones. Jones Drew. Uh, Kay Adams, though, she doesn't. She she loves us. Yeah, I love her. Um, but, no, Buck and Aikman, uh, for a while, and obviously they love the Cowboys, always will. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to hear their call, but be sure to tune in. Uh, for Charlie and Tyler, I'm Dayton Brown. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you later next week, whether the Saints win, lose, or draw. We'll be excited to talk to you again. And as always, who did that?